Welcome to the podcast. My name is Max. I'm Ben. And I'm May, and we were had. Can you believe it? <laughs> there are twists and there are turns. Defleshed is a standard death. Oh, that's fun. We were had. We were. By golly, we be had. Um, we were had this week by the disappearance of Maura Murray. Um, quite a crazy case. It was suggested by a friend of the pod and very funny comedian, Amanda Gale. Thank wow. you, Amanda. Big ups to... I didn't even know that's true. Thank you, Amanda. She's yeah, a sweetheart. She is the sweetest girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, very beautiful as well. It's I'll true. tell her to listen to the first five minutes of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then stop, Amanda. Not a second more, because now we're going to start saying mean things. <laughs> Stylish and terrible. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so Maura Murray. Maura Murray is like this case that everybody's talking about right now. It's really hot right now. Is it right now too? Oh, uh, well, it's still going on. It's like, it's mm. a cold case. Okay. Everyone's like, there's a lot of internet sleuths that are obsessed with this case. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell you guys right now, like I'm going to go like an overview of everything and mm-hmm. we're going to get into our theories on We Were Had because yeah. we know everything. But yes. like, you know, it's not, uh, it might not be as in-depth and rabbit holy as some of the other podcasts about this or some of the other documentaries about this. Just right. FYI. And yeah. yet it is definitive and there's no reason to keep investigating after this podcast. Exactly. At the end of it, you will know. We're going to have more on the pod at the end of the episode. She comes out and it kind of explains how her life's been. <laughs> we have Mora. Uh... <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Tell them at the end. Tell them at the end. Mora, come on out here. I okay. will say, this is one of the first times, for first topic, that I'm upset that it's not solved. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, me too. <laughs> What's the first one? <laughs> Dominate Ramsey, Black Dahlia. All right. No, no. At least uh, here's the thing: is like this has no end. It doesn't even have an end. Uh, all the other cases at least have an end. Yeah. You okay. Know yeah. what happened? Even Dyatlov Pass, like they found the bodies. You know right, what I mean? Right. So it's frustrating when you don't know what happened, but it's frustrating when you don't even know what happened, if that makes sense. A true disappearance. This is a true disappearance. I mean, truly. So, okay, so Maura Murray was a 21-year-old nursing student completing her junior year at the University of Massachusetts Amherst when she disappeared seemingly into thin air on the evening of February 9th, 2004, following a car crash in Woodsville, New Hampshire, which is about a few, like maybe an hour and a half north of Massachusetts. Thank you for saying that because I was like, how is she so far? She's going up across, across yeah. the country. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that's like the general story, but there's a lot to unpack in this case. Like, like Max was saying, like we literally don't know where she was going, why she was going there, or who she was meeting, or where if she, she is. was meeting someone. If she was meeting anybody, yeah. we know nothing. Um, that's the end of the podcast. No, we were at. Okay, so let's do it. Let's back it up a little bit and tell you guys a little bit more background on our girl Maura Murray. So hard to pronounce, Maura Murray. Um, okay, so she was born May fourth, nineteen eighty two, in Hanson, Massachusetts, which is pretty close to where I lived, um, and had three older siblings. Friends would describe her as like a model student, great athlete. So like all the photos in the media are super like media darling, you know, girl who never did anything wrong, kind of type of person. Um, all she had American. A, yeah, all American. Uh, she had a boyfriend who was her high school sweetheart and people said that they were super stable like in the media originally um, and spoiler alert and uh, that they were engaged to be engaged. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? That's what terrible young couples say when they're cheating on each other. Yeah. <laughs> oh, foreshadowing. <laughs> and then old couples get engaged when they're cheating on each other. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For real engaged yeah, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they're hardcore cheating at that point. Right. Exactly. Let's get it popping. Mark, just... Hardcore cheat on me so we can get engaged. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So after high school, she was accepted into West Point. 
um, big deal, Mm -hmm. where she studied chemical engineering for only three semesters before transferring to UMass Amherst and pursuing her nursing degree. Why the fuck would you leave West Point for UMass Amherst? Good question, Max. Um, (laughs) Mora Mora got caught stealing from Fort Knox when she was at West Point. Which is the plot of the movie Goldfinger. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Honestly, not that surprising. 21-year-old girl, a 20-year-old girl, yeah. freshman in college. You know, you're yeah. at Fort Knox. You're not going to try to swipe like a fucking brochure or something? It's a challenge. It's yeah. a challenge. I robbed from Fort Knox. Also, That's chemical engineering, very difficult major. Not unheard of for a college student to run away from a college and major to do something related, but easier. Yeah, that's true. Well, nursing isn't related to chemical engineering. The cousins. <laughs> <laughs> My brain just turns off. Yeah. Like, Chemicals. <laughs> That's where I was going. Science. Yeah. So the weirdest part about what she stole from Fort Knox is it was like petty stuff. It was like makeup from the commissary. It's like, <laughs> She's not stealing gold. Yeah. yeah well, I don't know. I mean, just doubloons. <laughs> yeah, but like. If you're going to steal fucking makeup, go to CVS. That's true. Go to Dwayne Reed. That's true. I guess it is the thing of like saying I stole from Fort Knox. It's like taking night classes at Harvard. It's like technically you stole from Fort Knox, but really no one knows that you stole saline solution or whatever. Isn't that though... Fort Knox is inviting that. Like, why does Fort Knox have Fort Knox lipstick? I mean, you're asking people to take it. (laughs) Who's wearing Fort Knox lipstick? That would be fun to be like, I don't even, like, yeah, who is buying that? Military wives? Republican women? Wait, is there? (laughs) American made. Kellyanne Conway. (laughs) But wait, is there a gift shot at Fort Knox? Is that what's going on? Anyway. Apparently. I mean, I, I would... I wouldn't know. I've never been to Fort Knox, but yeah. I guess they have a commissary and she was stealing glosses. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, go to Sephora, Mora, <laughs> any, like anywhere else. So West Point was like, listen, you're out of here. And instead of being expelled and having that on her record, she was she just decided to transfer instead to UMass Amherst. Um, so she got when she got to UMass, like you would think like getting caught stealing from West Point and, you know, having essentially been expelled but like on your own volition would humiliate her into you know stop doing petty crimes right incorrect so galvanized her yeah so this is a villain origin story (laughs) (laughs) um so mora continued doing some petty crimes uh like she was doing improper use of a credit card for processing and using stolen credit card numbers so I found like some of the information on what she was using those credit cards for. And she called Domino's using a fake card, like an insane amount, mm-hmm. um, like too much for one person to eat. So it was theorized that she was using all these fake credit cards to buy from local restaurants. And then she was bleh, bulimic. But is that okay? So she was, but why, but why does she have food, so then? much food? Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything about uh, bulimia, bulimia, but I think she was just woofing zaz and <laughs> barfing them up hopefully no hot sauce on those zaz. <laughs> the medical definition for bulimia it just says when you're woofing too many zaz <laughs> and you gotta you can't keep them down or maybe she was buying it for like everybody in her dorm and she thought she was like super cool but she was really just like stealing who was she selling these credit cards from that's a great question i don't know that's wild yeah i'm not also- enough of a mastermind you know Yep. <laughs> Domino's. Domino's. <laughs> Going from Fort Knox to Domino's is really that's a fall from grace. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, so she was buying enough pizza that the local police got involved. 
literally. So the like a police officer set up this sting operation where then he right. posed as a, as a delivery man, and then once she signed for the pizzas, he charged her with fraud. So that's like kind of a big thing. What if she was like making a profit, like buying all these pizzas from Domino's and like selling them out of her dorm? Like she was running a little like a Domino's a Ponzi like, scheme. Well, not a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> I guess it's just a straight up plan. She's the Bernie Madoff <laughs> of UMass, the pizza scene. <laughs> Also, like, you can't trust delivery. Delivery men, they're all undercover cops. Everybody's a cop. Oh, wow. Yeah. Or strippers. What? Delivery men, strippers, they're like, oh, Porns. here for... Oh, no, yeah, but like... Almost always there to stuff well, your crust. all delivery men are, pe- are police officers, and all police officers are strippers. How all... Wait, what was this? <laughs> all police officers are... Police officers are strippers. No, but police officers are delivery... All delivery men are police officers. Right. All police officers... Strippers. Yes, so that is usually at a bachelorette party. The delivery man comes, reveals yeah. he's a cop, and then reveals that he's a stripper. Oh, by okay, the God. by the transitive property, then the chef is a fireman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> firewoman, Max. fire person, a fire person, Max. Uh, do not send up a fire person to save me. I would die in there. Okay, so. <laughs> So ultimately, um, she got charged with fraud, kind of a big deal, but they let her off easy and they only gave her three months probation. So as long as she kept a straight line, she should be okay. It's not really that big of a deal. She's getting the real white girl blonde hair treatment yeah. to all of the crimes that she's committing. Pretty <laughs> much. But it seemed like she really like blew things out of proportion. I don't know. Like She, she was freaked out by that three months probation and she was freaked out by having to leave um, West Point. It's like, I don't know. You're young. You make mistakes. And this is the reason... Oh, sorry. The Fort Knox one was the reason she transferred. Yeah. But then she just keeps going. But then she just keeps going. And she's like, I'm just going to order thousands of pizzas <laughs> on so is someone else's credit card. So she just a kleptomaniac? I mean, is it just one of those? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get into the days before the disappearance. So as a reminder, she disappeared on February 9th. So we're going to go back to February 5th, 2004. So this is four days before she disappeared. So Mora has a conversation with her older sister, Kathleen, while she is off duty at her campus security job at UMass. I'm like, wait a minute. They put a student in charge of security? I, yeah. I like. I thought it was more of like a front desk worker or like a, you know, how the, the person oh, at yeah. maybe like the common, the what do they call it? The... I know what you're talking Student about. Student center. Like maybe yeah, just like a, a desk girl. That's mm-hmm. probably more accurate. I was thinking she was like walking around UMass with a gun. <laughs> just working a beat. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this fucking criminal charged with fraud is just walking around with an armed weapon on her campus. She starts off as an orientation <laughs> advisor and then they're like, well, you've earned this right, machete. Here's <laughs> your government issued knife. <laughs> So around 10.30 p.m. while on her shift, um, Mora reportedly broke down in tears and completely broke down. So her superior arrives at her desk and Mora and said that Mora was just, quote, completely zoned out, no reaction at all. She was unresponsive. Catatonic. Catatonic. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have been catatonic in our Weber heads. Yeah, it seems to be <laughs> hand in hand with yeah. like bad things happening. Not a whole yeah. lot of chipper people <laughs> yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Rainboy was catatonic a lot, He was right? catatonic a lot. When yeah. he got... Uh, Taken by the devil. Yeah. So the silent twins, also pretty catatonic. Catatonic. Right. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. And now Moira. And now, yeah, Moira. <laughs> <laughs> Moira. <laughs> Her Irish twin. <laughs> <laughs> so the supervisor escorted Murray back, to, or Mora. Uh, back to her dorm room around 1.20 a.m. And so she asked her what was wrong and she could only say two words back to her and they were, my sister. Mm-hmm. No context. Mm-hmm. So kind of fucking weird Mm -hmm. um kathleen 
basically explained in twenty in October twenty seventeen, which is like, yo, you're gonna wait fucking thirteen years to tell people what happened yeah. on that conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. Fuck. So um, maybe her family's hiding something. I don't know. But Kathleen publicly explained the conversation that she had with Mora that made Mora so upset, allegedly. Maybe it was something else that made her so upset and she's blaming it on her sister, but allegedly. And Kathleen was a recovering alcoholic. That tracks her Catholic family. Mm-hmm. Um, Irish Catholic. But... Um, <laughs> Anyway, so she was a re- <laughs> anyway. <laughs> right. Anyway, so she was a recovering alcoholic, <laughs> and she had been charged discharged from the rehab clinic that she was at. And on her way home, her fiance took her to a liquor store. Great guy. Yeah. Um, which allegedly caused the emotional breakdown of Mora. Right. So she's upset that her sister relapsed. Yeah. Essentially, which is reasonable. It's reasonable, but I also wouldn't catatonic. be catatonic. Yeah, you'd be upset, right? Would- but here's the thing: this family's weird. Because at the time, Kathleen told police nothing that would have made her upset. I didn't say anything. I don't right. recall anything on the phone call that would have made her upset. Yeah, she was like, we talked about, you know, what we were having for dinner. And I said a bottle of vodka. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Mm-mm. Good fiance, um, by the way. I wonder if they ended up getting married. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine picking Let's celebrate up your- you getting out of rehab. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this calls for a toast. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday, what happened? All right, so Saturday, February 7th. So this is two days before her disappearance. Uh, Mora's father, Fred, arrives at UMass Amherst. He told investigators that he and Mora went car shopping that afternoon and later went to dinner with a friend of his daughter. So the three of them. I read that at first being like, Wait, what? <laughs> I read it as first as he's just going to dinner with her friend. Same. And, was, and it, it, yeah. yeah uh, okay. I was like, uh, arrest this man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a problem. Um, okay, so Mora dropped her father off at his motel room, and then he, she borrowed his car, a Toyota Corolla, and returned to campus to attend a dorm party. Um, she arrived to the party at 10.30 p.m., and at 2.30 a.m. on Sunday, um, so you know, that same night, basically, but in the morning. On February 8th, she left the party, and at 3.30 a.m., when she was driving back to her father's motel, she struck a guardrail on Route 9, um, causing about $10,000 worth of damage to her father's car. So this girl's just, like, getting in shit left and right. Mm -hmm. Can I just say, maybe the most upsetting thing that I've heard so far is, in the things that I read, it it just kept saying she crashed her father's brand-new car. His (laughs) brand-new car. This is a Toyota Corolla. (laughs) That it's Toyota Corolla lease. smell. <laughs> it's got that new Corolla. Yeah, ten thousand dollars in that's damage. the whole car. That's beyond the that's whole car. That's what I was gonna say. I was like, I didn't even know that. How much does a Toyota Corolla cost? They, you know, much more than ten thousand. Twelve dollars. Three hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. How much could it cost, Michael? Ten dollars. It's a banana. But no, I, that upsets me because it's like she crashed her father's brand new car, yeah. causing ten thousand dollars in damage. That's insane. That's insane. Uh, where did you? Are we sure it was a Toyota Corolla? I mean, she totaled the car. Is what I'm understanding. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you have to total the car in addition to. She must have been paying for a new highway, a new guardrail. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and it was platinum, I guess, in that in that section. Oh my god! Yeah, that is a that is a high estimate. Yeah. Um, okay, so the responding officer wrote in an accident report that there is no documentation um, of field sobriety tests being conducted. So it's like, oh, they wrote an accident report, but there was no documentation of anybody testing if she was drunk or not. It's like she's coming home from a fucking dorm party, I would imagine. Right. Yeah. She was another uh, white blonde hair. 
girl. Yeah, treatment. not even getting the test. You know, she was rattled, but didn't seem drunk. Yeah. She kept burping, but I guess it was like <laughs> nerves. She was slurring her words. She <laughs> asked me to take her home. Yeah, like, we took a shot mm. to kind of calm her down. <laughs> <laughs> So Mora was driven to her father's motel, um, I guess by the police, and or maybe the tow truck, and stayed in his room the rest of the morning. So at at about 4.49 a.m., there was a cell phone call placed to her boyfriend, um, who was out of state at the time, from her father's phone. So the participants and the content of the phone are unknown. The, the contents of the phone call conversation are unknown. So She called the boyfriend at the motel. From her dad's phone. From her dad's phone. Or he called the boyfriend. I don't know. Odd. 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 I can't believe he... I, I, don't, I can't think that he took this well. Massachusetts Catholic, Irish Catholic dad, you total his brand new Corolla. <laughs> I mean, you know <laughs> Irish Catholics and their Corollas. <laughs> boy, oh boy. The old saying. You know? <laughs> Give me a potato and a Corolla and I'm a happy man. <laughs> Whiskey, potato, and Corollas. That's the Massachusetts state flag. I heard the Corollas run on Guinness. <laughs> All right, so later that morning, Fred Murray learned that the damage to his vehicle would be covered by his auto insurance. That's great. Uh, yep. He rented a car. He dropped more off at the university and departed back to Connecticut. Um, by the way, his her parents were divorced, and I don't see any mention of her mom like anywhere in the reports. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. About her yeah. So I'm like, mm, she die, and I just missed that. I don't know. There's no mention of it. You would think that, like, if, but like, if she didn't have a relationship with her mom, wouldn't that be part of your emotional state? Mm. Yeah. Strange. Yeah, because that's such a big focus of this. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, the main event. I like that highlight of it. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, the big main event. So this is the day of her disappearance, February 9th, 2004. So she crashed her dad's car, yada, yada. And here we are on the day that she disappeared. Um, so after midnight on Monday, February 9th, uh, Mora used her personal computer to search MapQuest throwback Ew. for directions <laughs> to the Berkshires and Burlington, Vermont. Um, God, if we still had to use MapQuest, I don't even know how I'd get to your apartment. I wouldn't be here right now. No. <laughs> and we're talking MapQuest, too. Yeah. We're not even talking actual maps. Oh. Like, MapQuest at the time was like, oh, my God. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. We're all Magellan over here. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I remember Garmin being worse than MapQuest. Like, having the original, like, shitty GPS yeah. made it more mm. confusing. Because you would just be in water. Like, yeah. just, <laughs> you were just, like, in the trees, like your car. Like, the... go left. You're yeah. in the forest. <laughs> And it would not have signal in the most important areas. Like, you'd be in, like, the weird, tiny dirt roads. You'd be like, well, you're on your own. <laughs> Little theory. Yeah. Maybe this whole thing can be explained by, by the fact that MapQuest is so inefficient. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, God. All right. So, um, the, for, the first reported contact Mora had with anyone was on February 9th, um, but it wasn't until 1 p.m., when she emailed her boyfriend, quote, I love you more, stud. I got your messages, but honestly, I didn't feel like talking too much to, of anyone to anyone. Um, I promise to call you today, though. Love you, Mora. Hmm. It's a cute email. It's a cute email. I mean, I don't mm -hmm. talk to Mark like that. This is 2004. It's a different time. You're not engaged to be engaged. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. a whole that's thing. A, it's yeah. a very serious commitment yeah. to be engaged yeah. to be engaged. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. email to him, him would be like, is it coming? Or like, what? Like, what do I have to do? <laughs> like, <laughs> God, that'd be so embarrassing to uh, 
disappear and then have people read my emails to people all your searches all your my emails searches. oh god yeah all your map quests <laughs> my searches are like is q on right <laughs> <laughs> greggy stink butt and a banana bread angel <laughs> Maine coon angel <laughs> She spent four hours on this day just looking at Maine Coons. <laughs> One time Mark... Sitting next to a Maine Coon. She's looking at pictures of other Maine yeah. Coons. Does um, this then tell us anything about the disappearance? No, but what is going on here? <laughs> Mark caught me once looking at photos of Greg on my phone while petting Greg on my couch. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, and I, I've also been posting other cats on my uh, Instagram. Oh, I've recently. noticed. Yeah. I've, I just like these cats, and I'm like, oh, everybody should see this. And I'm thinking, I'm like, that's like Mark like it, like putting like hot girls on his Instagram. And he's like, I think people should see this. Are you fucking Greg? Well, no, but like, I, <laughs> I, I not like, like that yeah, at all. like that at all. <laughs> but I feel like I'm like cheating on Greg with all these other cats. Oh, Well, I guess yeah. it would be more like if a, if a mom was posting on Facebook about another, like a, someone else's kid. Yeah, yeah. Being like Look Ben's, at the accomplishments My mom being like, Ben's podcast is really good. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which that would just be a lie. <laughs> <laughs> um. It wouldn't be that weird because we have the same podcast, but also... <laughs> I'm going to uh, give me a name. Yeah, right. No, 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 no. I, I got it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Please continue okay, with the story. Okay, anyway. So, continuing with the story. So, she also made a phone call inquiring about renting a condo at the same... At uh, Bartlett, New Hampshire, which is a condo that her family and her had vacationed at at the past. Hmm. Um, and telephone records indicate that the call lasted three minutes. The owner did not rent the condo to Murray. Um, and at... 100 or at um 113 i almost said 113 113 west point baby yeah (laughs) um mora called a fellow nursing student for reasons unknown i'm like hello a fellow nursing student why don't you tell the fucking reason yeah um my thing too is you later find and we'll get into it i'm sure but she doesn't have any money to her name so i don't know how she plans on renting out an apartment like why she's asking about that Mm -hmm. i don't know she also brought school books with her anyway please continue okay okay so we're gonna continue so (laughs) Um, about 1.30 p.m., Mora emails a work supervisor um, of the nursing school faculty that she would be out of town for the week due to a death in her family. No one in her family had died. Right. So she also said that she would contact them when she returned. At 2.05 p.m., um, Mora called the nu- called a number which provided records uh, record information about booking hotels in Stowe, Vermont. Beautiful place if you haven't been. Mm, it's lovely. Yeah, it's great. Um the call lasted five minutes, and um, then at 2.18, she telephoned her boyfriend and left a voice message promising him they would talk later. So it sounds like there's like trouble in this relationship. Like, love you too, babe, but I'm not wa- I don't want to talk right now. Well, am I allowed we'll to say uh, there is trouble in the relationship? Yeah. There is, yes. Yeah, for sure. So we do know that he was cheating on her, yes. and we know that she was cheating on him. Yeah. yeah. So there is possibly some... Motive. M- uh, or uh, yeah, or or just this image in general of them being in a perfect engaged to be engaged I mean, relationship might be not complete, not insane, or it's not out of the ordinary. I know I can think of at least two different girls that I went to college with that were in like relationships from high school, stayed with them, are engaged or married now, and were cheating on them all throughout college. Oh, what are their oh, names? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, what are their names? <laughs> they were both known to cheat on each other. You know what I mean? And then, yeah. then they like had this like beautiful Instagram life, but it's like I mean college. What are you not going to cheat on your boyfriend in college? You know, well, I, mean? I think it's nice to get a little steam out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so too. Otherwise, you're just going to cheat later. There's, when there's like resentment. Kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, you don't that? want that. 
please continue. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> this email to the to I, I don't know why people love harping on the email being like she said there was a death in her family. No one died in her family. So weird. That's not crazy. You lie to your professors if you want to take a vacation. Oh, do you that's have any idea true. how many yeah. times my grandma died? In yeah, college? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't know why people are like, can you believe she would say this? Make it up. Like this is the same excuse anyone uses for anything. That's ever. a good point. I hadn't. I hadn't yeah. put that together. That's really funny. Also keeping it as vague as a death in the family. A death yeah, in the family. Can't, yeah, Smart. That was always my thing. Like I'm having family issues. Yeah, it's a family they, emergency. What are they going to say? What's the family emergency? I'm not going to say that. Like everything that's like built up to make her seem like a kleptomaniac isn't that absurd. No. I stole lip glosses. It's people. I said uh, my Grammy died. People steal yeah. things. You'd lie to your professors about having a death in the family. And let's be honest, 21-year-old gal She's a little emotionally all over the place. Can oh, we be honest with about ourselves? Yeah, <laughs> she's a mess. She's a mess. <laughs> um, so anyway, Mora hit the road in her car and uh, she packed a few things. Oh, I was confused about one tiny thing. So this is her car. The one that is famously not safe to drive because her father had originally, if you'll remember, she, her father came to try to buy her a new car. Yes. And the agreement was that he would come back again to buy the new car like the following week. Got it. Okay. Okay. Just so, so she, this is her, she borrowed, she's had this car for a bit. Yeah. She borrowed yeah. his car because her car wasn't like good to drive. It was a 1996 Saturn sedan. Which is a mint condition. Good year for the Saturns. Yeah. <laughs> but what isn't a good year for the Saturns? <laughs> <laughs> no Corolla. Let me tell you about uh, Saturn just hit after hit after hit. <laughs> So in her car, she packed her clothing, toiletries, college textbooks, and birth control pills. The essentials. The essentials. She got booze, too. (laughs) Well, she picked it up later on. (laughs) So, um, and then her room was searched later on after she disappeared. Um, So going a little bit ahead here, but the campus police discovered that most of her belongings had been packed in boxes and the art removed from the walls. It wasn't clear whether um, Maura packed them that day, but the police at the time asserted that she had packed them between Sunday night and Monday morning. I don't know why they would know that. Here's the thing is this is another one where it's like might be a normal thing. Maybe it wasn't, it might have just not have been unpacked. Like it was February. Yeah. She just got back to school. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. and that is an important uh, yeah, detail yeah. here, right? So, <laughs> school is starting up right now. Yeah. So, that makes it even weirder that she's hitting the road. It's weird that she's hitting the road. It's weird that she's like doing that. But it's also not that insane that like a college student just hasn't put the yard up yet a week mm-hmm. or two back at on campus for sure. Yeah. People don't, the cops make a mistake at every turn here. Nobody's thinking outside the box. I mean, every story we've ever done, the cops are making mistakes yeah. at every turn. That's the why only, they're unsolved. The only good These move cases. they made this entire story is dressing up as a delivery man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course they caught the credit card thing. They're brilliant with a sting operation for that. With pizzas. Yeah. <laughs> this girl's been gone for like 20 years. They have no idea. <laughs> Ridiculous. Okay, so on top of one of the boxes was a printed email. So she printed out an email to her boyfriend indicating trouble in their relationship, as we've uh, discussed. And um, basically, like, he wasn't faithful in the relationship. Either was she. But I couldn't find what the actual email said for some reason. Maybe it was the one that I already read. I don't know. The fuck? It was... I I think I heard something about what it was, but I don't remember. I don't recall another email in a addition to the one you read hmm. wasn't she also didn't they also mention that she was known this wasn't that out of the ordinary for her to just fuck off spontaneously because uh, like in high school i remember hearing something about in high school she just like ditched school and like went to boston for the day and just hung out there and yes. all her friends were like where is she so alone yeah oh i hadn't heard that yeah wow, that's so did you, you is my, I, I, I yeah, don't know you're up? correct that's yeah. huh. so it's like honestly yeah. i respect the game 
I would do that, but like with friends. I wasn't a lunatic. Yeah, I'd just hit the road for Boston by myself. Yeah. yeah. Also, Boston. <laughs> Especially like not to be like this person. But like, you, I mean, when you're in high school, you shouldn't be traveling alone as a girl. That's like 101. Yeah. You yeah, Or I mean? even as a guy. I mean, it's just yeah. a weird. Yeah. You're not. Do you yeah. not feel safe? It's not even about feeling. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't think I do. As in high school? <laughs> no, for sure. I would never have done that. That's terrifying. It's terrifying. <laughs> All right, so 3.30 p.m., she whips off the campus in her 1996 Saturn sedan. So notable is that the classes at the university have been canceled due to a snowstorm. Who the fuck is peeling out in a Saturn sedan during a snowstorm? Especially she a girl from Mass. She wanted to get somewhere. Better. Yeah. But, like, you don't do that. I don't. So that sedan, is that even, the Saturn sedan, is that even, that's got to be front-wheel drive. That's got to be a real shitbox. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's, that's not gripping that's the road at all. all yeah, oh, no. that's yeah. a horse and buggy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just runs on a double A battery. <laughs> it's a Flintstones car. Um, so 3.40 p.m., she withdraws all of her money that was in her name at the time, which was like $280 from an ATM college. Yeah. <laughs> that's reasonable. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's killing it. Um, footage from that ATM's shows that she's alone so then she goes to a nearby liquor store where she purchases alcoholic beverages including bailey's irish cream delicious kalua again college uh vodka (laughs) and a box of franzia wine wow this whole thing she's got great taste yeah yeah also let me just say that a lot of people are like they love saying like this is not alcohol for one person let me just say college girl a little weekend in the in the snowy mountains Oh, yeah. I don't think it's enough. <laughs> Let me tell yeah, you. That. Oh, <laughs> Go in Bailey's and Kahlua is yeah. a move. That's a move. To I be like, she... this is not repetitive. Yeah. Well, th- I mean, maybe she's putting them all into one. I'm excited to see what she's doing with these. Oh, she's working magic yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of ways you can go with it. Franzia, vodka, Kahlua, and Bailey's in one cup. Could you imagine? Oh, man. And Whoosh. an olive. <laughs> <laughs> they call it a dirty snowman. Please continue. <laughs> All right, so she was alone at that purchase as well. So then uh, she left Amherst at four, between four and five, uh, on her way to New Hampshire. So she called to check her voicemail at four thirty-seven p.m. and that, which was the last recorded use of her cell phone ever. Um, I don't understand. She had to call to check her voicemail. Was there like a voicemail in her? I in two thousand four, oh, you was had thing. to call. Yeah, wow. your cell phone. You had to call your cell phone's voicemail. Yep. Wow. Yeah. I don't remember that. Or at least it was one way of getting it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Weird. Yeah. How else would you have gotten it? Like it wasn't just, it wasn't part of the thing. Oh, that wasn't even a thing. Yeah. So I'm trying to think 2004, people do have flip phones for sure. Yeah, we were mm-hmm. 14. I, th- I remember like flip. Well, we weren't. No. Some of us were younger than that. Okay. You were 12. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let it be known. <laughs> Might have been 11. Okay. Please continue. <laughs> Check the month. Check. Check the month. It's February. Yep. Uh, my birthday is February 25th. So You would have been very close to 12. <laughs> All right. Please continue. All right. So there's no indication that she had informed anyone of her destination or any evidence that she'd even chosen one because she didn't make a reservation at any of these places. And by the way, she has like fucking $200. Where was she planning on staying? Yeah. Unless rent was way lower in 2004. Hmm. I don't think that's true. I don't think so. Okay, so let's get into the disappearance. This is the big to-do. We finally made it. So 7.27 p.m., there was a report of a car accident. So sometime um, at, well, 7.27 p.m. <laughs> in Woodsville, New Hampshire. A when resident- was it? What? 7.27 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
let's hone in here. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Okay. Eastern Standard. No. Yep. <laughs> PST. So, um, a resident heard a loud thump outside of her house, and so through her window, she could see that there was a car up against a snowbank along Route One Twelve. Um, she called the sheriff's department at seven twenty-seven. Man, this girl uh, is leading acts fast uh, to report the accident. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So according to the 911 log, the woman claimed to have seen a man smoking a cigarette inside of the car. Huh. Um, However, she later stated that she had not seen a man nor a person smoking a cigarette, but rather had seen what appeared to be a red light glowing from inside the car, potentially from a cell phone. Why would you say that then? I don't know. I saw a light in the car then. Maybe this woman's involved. There's a lot of people involved here. It's very... Also, root whatever run 12 is misleading because i had thought for me at least because i thought i'm picturing a highway yeah it sounds like because there's like residents that are, have heard this it's like a desolate it's like a, area it's a but it's also a street with like people that live there it's a residential street it's a residential street but it's like in the middle of fucking east butthole new hampshire there's like nothing around at all yeah. but and it these does people are all like nosy and like hills have yeah. eyes kind of people you well know? yeah that's like one of the things that the guy that stops that i'm sure you'll get into is it looks like a creep I wouldn't oh, yeah. want him to his help either. Let me tell you that. But you're exactly right. It does get into this idea of like, that's not, if you're going a long distance, you would be on exactly what you said. You'd be on some sort of highway. Like why is she well, looking at houses? It's root nonsense. You know what yeah. I mean? So that kind of does like, go through. When I'm going skiing in Vermont, sometimes like you have to go on these routes. Like oh, okay. You're, okay. you're in like the backwoods forever. So like sometimes it just is that way. Got it. Know. Okay. Yeah. It's also MapQuest. Yeah. Yeah. They're putting so, her down a bad path. Yeah. <laughs> <She's laughs> driving this way, then she's going to take a canoe. Yeah. It's just a whole <laughs> a triathlon thing. Yeah. To get there. <laughs> so um, at about the same time, another neighbor saw the car as well. Um, and someone walking around the vehicle, she witnessed a third neighbor pull up alongside the, the car. So this whole town needs something to do, but they were all very involved in this car that crashed. So um, th- that neighbor, the third neighbor, who was a school bus driver returning home, noticed the young woman who was not bleeding or visibly injured, but cold and shivering because she probably didn't pack well because this girl is just all over the place. Mm-hmm. So he offered to telephone for help and she asked him not to call the police. One report actually says that she pleaded probably because of her probation period from the credit cards. So she didn't want the police to be involved. Yada, yada, whatever. She's probably a little tipsy. Mm-hmm. It's a long That's drive. You're not going to have a drink. Yeah, you got all those Baileys. Yeah. Um, a little Franz for the drive. Oh, yeah. Calms me down for a long time. <laughs> Francie's not bad. Francie's fine. Baileys is a milkshake. I mean, Baileys is delicious. Baileys is yeah. a drinking liquor. That's a driving liquor, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she, are, she claimed, she was like, I already called AAA. AAA has no record of such call and there was no cell phone service. So he was like, I know for a fact that there's no cellular reception in this area. So the bus driver went home and he still called the police to call in the accident. Because mm-hmm. he's like, this woman's lying to me for some fucking weird reason. Mm-hmm. She needs help from the police. So I'm just going to call the fucking police. So his call uh, was received at 7.43 p.m. So it's been about like 20 minutes since the crash. Uh, I would keep driving. <laughs> Past if I saw this happen. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. If even especially if it happened outside your house, be like, that's a shame. Yeah. Just, and like, then close the window. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you know what? Maybe that is a product of us living in a city where mm. all sorts of weird stuff happens all the time. Maybe if you're in a small town, it's like, hey, this is this, this is, is the event. event the this year. is 2004. Yeah. yeah. This, this is what, like, when you come out in the bathrobe, everyone's kind of like. 
Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. 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 Did you the see it? Yeah. Dogs running out. No, Skipper. Uh, Skipper. What's Skip. a good dog name? <laughs> it's a good dog name. It's not bad. Baxter. You put a little hat on. Rex. Rex. I knew a human named Rex. He's probably in jail now, huh? Well, he went to jail and then he died of a heroin overdose. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. I know him personally. That's awful. Jesus. Uh, he was my brother's friend. Anyway. Oh. Okay. So <laughs> back to Mora. So, poor Rex. Oh yeah, it's terrible. So okay, um, another local resident driving home from work claims she passed the scene around seven thirty-seven p.m. So before the call was to the sheriff, and saw a police SUV parked face to face with Morris' car. But that would be before they were even called. So this is a lie, and it's like I don't know. She just witnesses claim contradicts the official police log, and. Uh, the official police log have the police arriving nine minutes later from when she said. And like, how would you clock that? So maybe her like car clock was wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay. So 746, the police arrive at the scene. So according to the police, um, no one was inside or around the car. The car had been impacted by a tree on the driver's side of the vehicle, severely damaging the left headlight and pushing the car's radiator into the fan. Um, rendering it inoperable. So she totaled another fucking car. Um, Two for two, huh? Two for two. Gorgeous cars. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She fucking totaled two antiques. Yeah, Porsches. (laughs) So, and also the car was locked. So inside and outside the car, he he discovered red stains that looked to be red wine. It's like, okay, well, let's not go by looking. Let's test that. Yeah. <laughs> right. They do that a lot here. He just like licks it. He's like, mm, that's Franzia. That's yeah. Boxed. <laughs> yeah. Franzia. Good year. 97. Yeah. yeah was just, was a lot of tannins. <laughs> I licked the microphone. <laughs> um, okay. So in addition, he found a AAA card used... Um, issued to Mora, gloves, compact discs, makeup, stolen, <laughs> uh, diamond jewelry, <laughs> and driving directions to Burlington, Vermont. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Mora's favorite stuffed animal, which is so sad to think like, you know, she's only 21. She still has a favorite stuffed animal. Um. Um, and a book called Not Without Peril, which is about climbing the White Mountains, which was the direction that she was headed. So I'm like, is this bitch trying to like climb the White Mountains with a bunch of Kahlua? Isn't it also like an Into the Wild type book? Like, isn't it not a happy ending kind of thing? Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I think... They said it was about um, people getting lost. Bad things happen to people trying to climb the mountains. Like, that was covered in the book. Right, but then the dad says later on, like, oh, that was just her favorite book. Like, Hmm. that's... That's really... That's ominous, though. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Just got a bad vibe from reading about it. He lost his daughter. I want the cut of his jib. All right. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so. I want the cut of it. <laughs> his jib. I don't like it. We hate it. Um, okay, so missing were uh, Mora's debit cards, credit cards, and cell phone, none of which have been located or used since her disappearance. The police later reported that some of the bottles of purchased liquor were also missing. I was like, AKA, they took them home. Oh, no, the Kahlua is gone. Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. Free Franzia. <laughs> <laughs> I could never afford it. Not on a police officer. Yeah, I mean, we, we all know that. <laughs> okay, so in summary, she went off the road. Her, har- her car hit a tree. At that point, a person came along who was driving a bus. It was a neighbor. She asked. They asked if she needed help. She refused. Ten minutes later, the police showed up. She was gone. Mm-hmm. So some search efforts. Um, so she like, and by the way, like 
there's so many people that have eyes on this car. You know, all these hills have eyes, people up in New Hampshire. Yeah, and they're, not you know, at all. Whatever, they're looking at her. And uh, so it's like, when would she just disappear into the woods when there's people, there was like multiple witnesses. So right. Did they all just like turn their back and then she's gone? It's weird. When did she walk off? Also, the window is how many minutes? Like seven? Seven, seven minutes. She's really booking it. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. But what, sprinting. But then I'm going to get into the search efforts that were very extensive. So you would think like if but she booked it into the woods, they would have found her body. Extensive, but not immediately. Mm. Good point. It wasn't like that next day. That, that night, and the they didn't, they barely, they were like, they drove up and down and said, well, <laughs> I don't She's see her. <laughs> Flashed a flashlight. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> She's gone. Uh, yeah, so it took Maybe until- one of the neighbors grabbed her too. That's very, very plausible. So um, at 12.36 p.m. the following day, February 10th, so you're right, took a little while, mm-hmm. um, there was a be on the lookout report for her issued, and she was reported as wearing a dark coat, jeans, and a black backpack. A voicemail was left on Fred Murray's home um, answering machine, so that's her dad, at 3.20 p.m. stating that her car had been found abandoned. Um, he was... He was working out of state and didn't receive this call. And then at 5 p.m., her older sister contacted him to tell him about the situation. And then uh, he contacted the police and, um, you know, blah, blah. And was basically told that if she wasn't, if she was not reported safe by the following morning, then the New Hampshire Fish and Game Department would start a search, which I find really funny that fish that's what it's called. Game. It's rare to get both, both fish and game together. Which no, Mitch May is the other the best guys. Yeah, in the it's case, a meeting you know? of the minds. Yeah, they got the the rods and the bows. <laughs> <Just> out. <laughs> so apparently, uh, the police. The bows. <laughs> <laughs> it's old timing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're just. <laughs> but uh, so he called, and they were like, "Yeah, if she's if she's you know not reported safe by tomorrow morning." And then at five seventeen, so that's seventeen minutes after he called, she was. Uh, referred to first as the as missing by the Haverhill police. Mm-hmm. Have the so Haverhill wonder, police ever had another case before this? Because it literally, seem like <laughs> they're like, "Look at my fishing guy out here. He's got yeah. a good." No, they're fish and game. Yeah, they're fish and game. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a good deal on worms. Oh gosh. Okay, so February 11th, Mora's um, father arrived before dawn in Haverhill at 8 a.m. Um, at the New Hampshire Fish and Game. These experts. Basically, the you know bomb squad, yeah. the Murrays and other people began to search. So a police dog tracked the scent from one of Mor- Murray's gloves, a hundred yards east of where the vehicle had been discovered, but then lost the scent. Let's pick it up, dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's pick it up. Or or it does say something. Yeah, one hundred yards down down the road, so it just stops in the in the middle of the road. Um. Well, it was east though, so I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means like. Into the woods or into the it was oh. on the I, I it read it as road. it was on the road. Oh, okay, okay. So that why that's why it supports maybe she was picked up. Picked up, yeah. Mm-hmm. So th- that suggested to police that she left the area in a car. So somebody picked her up, whether it was somebody she was meeting on purpose or she was just hitchhiking. We don't know. Talk about terrible luck. I know. If it was a kidnapping, oh. seven minute window, she just got snooched. Yeah, and in one of the podcasts, they said, like, well, that happens. Like, that actually is a thing. In that area? Sure. You yeah. keep saying Hills has eyes. I'm never going to New Hampshire. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Live okay. free or get kidnapped. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's what being free is. You <laughs> well, you're free Until to you're be <laughs> in someone's basement. <laughs> <laughs> Let him do what he wants. Let him Come on. It's, it's New Hampshire. <laughs> 
constitutional right. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. So then uh, at 5 p.m., Maura's boyfriend and Oof. his parents, this guy, they right. arrive in Haverhill. And he's interrogated by in private, and then he was joined um, by his parents for questioning. Right. So 7 p.m., the police said they believed that Mora came to the area either to run away or attempt suicide, which her family believes is unlikely. Right. So the police are really pushing this argument that she's mentally unstable. Yeah. But the parents, the dad, I mean, is very, very defensive about that. Yes. Very typical for police to be like, it's just a girl. You know, she just she got she was just running away. Exactly. She got stressed. You know how women you know what i mean <laughs> the cops were like oh maybe it was her time with the month <laughs> you know how you know witches be shopping you know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> um yeah that happens all the time when family members are like no i'm telling you like they would never do this and they're like right. listen we know your sister better than you listen she had a vagina she went away okay yeah <laughs> but there are i i do think that there are two sides of it where it's also there is a chance and i'm not saying this is what happened but there is a chance that the family also is in denial or didn't notice yeah true just how bad of a state the daughter might have been in of course yes, i mean yes, that happens that's that's likely as well so um <laughs> mora's boyfriend had turned off his cell phone during his flight to haverhill which i don't understand i'm like oh wait yeah never mind during the flight during the flight You're and supposed then, to. so at some point during that time he received a voicemail that was believed to be the sound well he believed to be the sound of Mora sobbing. Don't like that. The call was traced to a calling card issued to the American Red Cross. So I don't know. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. A calling card. At the time, didn't you just use, you can get like a prepaid SIM card and pop it in a flippy boy. Well, I think that, I guess. Uh, Why do I talk like this? I don't know. <laughs> At first, I was about to say like, "Were you in the wire?" And then, at the same time, then I'm going through the wire, and I'm like, "I don't think they ever said Flippy yeah, Boy." When they're when they're running drugs, they use Flippy Boys, so the police can't track it. Does that mean like she puts a calling card into a payphone? No, like into payphone? like they would just like pop a SIM card in like a Nokia if you wanted to play some Snake and make a couple calls. Wow. 2004, baby. Wow. A lot more anonymity in 2004. <laughs> you can get away with so much. Get away with, yeah, please. Boof. Anyway. You can just disappear if you wanted to. Anyway, so a week <laughs> after um, Maura's disappearance, her father and her boyfriend <laughs> were interviewed by CNN's American Morning. Um, Maura's family expanded their search into Vermont and basically was pissed that the authorities hadn't been informed of her disappearance up there because they were pretty reasonably close to the Vermont border. Especially if they thought that she took off in another car. It's like, okay, well, let's alert the fucking surrounding places. Not to keep derailing things, but what's upsetting here is how much of a problem human trafficking is. And yes, this girl deserves all the attention in the world. And I'm glad that people got behind it and tried to find her. But you know how often they don't pay attention to stories when it's poor people or people of color, when they just get snatched up and disappear and literally nobody talks about it? Yeah, because yeah. she blondes and she can run around a track. Suddenly, it's like, well, what could have happened to this golden angel? Right. Sure. I mean, it should. Right. Exactly. The attention should be on everyone. Mm-hmm. Totally. So uh, the fish and game. We talked a big shit, but they uh, conducted a second ground search and air search using a helicopter with thermal image camera tracking dogs and cadaver dogs. Why are they called the fish and game? I don't like it. I don't know. I, I'm <laughs> just picturing a fishmonger who just moonlights as a cop. I don't really. Right. Is she, and is she? But this seems like pretty cl- legit. Is she classified oh, sure. as fish or game? <laughs> <laughs> game. 
my thing, right? Uh, yeah, she's, she's a mammal. Gotta, she's got to be game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, Mora's older sister discovered a ripped pair, ripped white pair of women's underwear lying in the snow on a secluded trail next to French Pond Road on February 26th, but DNA tests found that the underwear did not belong to Mora. So I'm mm-hmm. like, whose underwear were those? And this happens all the time in the area, apparently. Apparently. So, um, let's see, like, what else? Um, so in April, Haverhill police informed, um, oh, so sorry, let me go back a little bit. So, um, Fred Murray returned nearly every weekend to continue searching, which is really sad. That's so sad. That's awful. I like the cut of his jib. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Changed my tune. <laughs> but then listen to how weird this is. So in April, Haverhill police informed him that there had been many complaints of trespassing on private property. Let's look into those people. Who's like... Fuck this father looking for his daughter. I'm, he's on my property. I'm like, what are you hiding on your property? Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Um, they're like, other oh, bodies, not hers. So <laughs> anyway, so um, blah, blah, blah. There was another disappearance of a woman named Brianna Maitland in Montgomery, Vermont, which is 66 miles away. And it drew comparisons from the media and law enforcement due to similarities in the disappearances. But mm-hmm. the state police have stated that there's no links between the two cases, which it's like, why not? How do you know that? Right. Yeah. Like cop out. It's stupid. So um, in a press release, the police stated that Mora was headed for an unknown destination and may have accepted a ride in order to continue to that location, adding that they discovered no evidence that a crime had been committed and they dismissed the possibility of a serial killer being involved. Hmm. Okay. Why? You know what I mean? All right. So we're going to skip forward to the summer. So July, 2014, um, 2004, yeah. 2004, sorry. Yeah. Um, a man alleged, yeah, that'd be way far in advance. Yeah. 2004. So, um, a man allegedly gave Murray's father. So Fred, a rust, a rusty stained knife that belonged to the man's brother who had a criminal past and lived less than a mile from the car from where the car was discovered. Um, and are we to believe that at this point, basically the only investigation going on or the main investigation going on is from Morris family that the cops are kind of, yeah, pretty much. Okay. The cops are like, ah, she took off. She fucked up. They've got a narrative and they're sticking to it. Yeah. Yeah. I just think they're like severely underqualified to, for a case like this. For a case like this. Yeah. I mean, if internet sleuths can't solve it, then (laughs) (laughs) if we in the community can't crack this, what hope did fishing game have? <laughs> so um, the man's brother and his brother's girlfriend were said to have been acting strangely after the disappearance. And the man's brother claimed that he believed the knife had been used to kill Mora. Mm-hmm. So imagine being the dad and being like, what the fuck? So like you believe this, you want to have yeah. like some hope but at the other side of the thing. Like you don't want to think that your daughter had been stabbed to death by these hillbillies. Right. You know what I mean? Also, every single week, a family member tries to throw a family member under the bus. They love it. <laughs> There's nothing they love more. Terrible crime. That's Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's why they call him Johnny Terrible Crime. <laughs> <laughs> so several days after the knife was given to Mora's dad, uh, the man's brother, the one he was talking about, allegedly scrapped his Volvo. So he like sold it off for parts or, you know, put it into a junkyard, whatever. So family members of the man who turned in the knife claimed that he made up the story in order to obtain reward money in the investigation and that he had a history of drug use, which it's like, 
I don't know, at least look into it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So in 2005, so a year from then, um, Fred Murray petitioned the governor, Craig Benson at the time, um, for help in the search and appeared on the Montel Williams show. Oh, wow. great show. Great yeah. stuff. To uh, publicize the case. At, from uh, school oh, at yeah. home show. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. big time. Yeah. There was a bunch of them. There, there, I mean, there was Springer, obviously, Ricky Lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah Jesse, Sarah Jesse Raphael. I mean, anyway, Montel yeah, yeah. stood out Montel, in my opinion. Montel, he was a star. Yeah. And Maury, and Maury. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You are not. Oh, that was great. <laughs> I think that was like a rare, like once a week or like once every two weeks kind of thing. And then they were just like, "Well, this is the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the best. It's paternity." My parents would get so pissed when I would watch Jerry Springer because I feel like they just like couldn't deal with like something so trashy. Yeah, just like in our lives, it was so just such a disgusting. My house. Show. Sorry, please. No, yeah. I I loved that. It, the bottom right throughout all those shows, the bottom right, like the tagline for the episode, rarely had anything to do with what was actually happening. You'd yeah. be like, she thinks her sister fucked a fish. Yeah. And it's like, there's a paternity <laughs> test. And it's like, that. why is this the title of the episode? <laughs> they bring in an expert from the fish and game yeah. department. Yeah. And there's, but, uh, but I, my housekeeper growing up would love watching all of these shows. She would watch Ricky Lake. She would watch yeah. Montel, all this stuff. And then I asked her about Jerry Springer and she's like, that's trash. just a subtle reminder that ben grew up wealthy Uh, let's continue (laughs) we had some gorillas in the garage (laughs) let's just say all right so on february 9th 2005 on the first anniversary of mora's disappearance a service was held near where the car was found um and so she had her memorial service that's a tough year Mm. anyway um Let's see. In late 2005, Fred Murray filed suit against several law enforcement agencies with the aim of seeing files in the case because they were keeping some things to themselves. So on November 1st, 2005, a user named Tom Davies logged into a message board called Not Without Peril. So probably like a Reddit thread Mm -hmm. about this case, uh, which was dedicated to the discussion of Murray's disappearance um, and claimed to have seen a black backpack behind a restroom um, at, wow, Pemigawasset Overlook. <laughs> okay. Um, over 30 yeah, miles right east. Right near Kangamagas uh, Highway. Yeah. No. Okay, yeah, Kangamagas Pass is right there. Oh, and the CL Graham Wang and Overlook. <laughs> CL Graham Wang. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking of the DL Graham Wang. Okay. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> CL is good too. CL is good too. Yes. <laughs> um, so the uh, the attorney general at the time, Jeffrey Strelzen, stated that the law enforcement was, quote, aware of the backpack, but didn't disclose whether or not it had been taken for forensic testing. Let's go, people. Let's go. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the New Hampshire League of Investigations um, investigators had 10 retired police officers and detectives um, that were searching for her in 2006. So there's like all these retired people that are obsessed with this case and they want to find this girl. And so it was part of the Molly Bish Foundation, which is another one that we should do. This is a girl who went missing in Massachusetts um, that was started in... We love Massachusetts cases. Yeah, we do. God forbid we did have a middle of America crime. Yeah. Huh? yeah. <laughs> Sun we belt. Yeah, love we love It's not like there's one <laughs> leg of the tripod that yeah, happens to. Yeah. Are they more interesting? Yes. <laughs> um... Basically, uh, the chief of police, the chief of licensed private detective association of Massachusetts, wow, uh, said it appears that there is something beyond a mere missing persons case here. 
um, something ominous could have happened. Yeah, well, of course. Oh, wow. Yeah. wow. You know, <laughs> this could have been a crime. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> see that? This whole thing is kind of depressing. Yeah. <laughs> we have uh-huh. reason to believe this girl has disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this is interesting. So October 2006, volunteers led a two-day search within a few miles of where Mora's car was found. Um, in the closet of an A-frame house, you know those houses? They're like I don't know what that means. An A-frame house it's is... A teepee? The, yeah, it's like, te- <laughs> it's like teepee-shaped, but they're actually really pretty, and they're like usually made out of wood. Like It's, oh. it's for like really snowy places. The snow oh, slides off okay. and your roof doesn't get fucked. Right. And there's like really beautiful A-frame houses. So I don't know if this was a really nice one or a really shit one but um, something about everything we've learned about this case tells me yeah not an airbnb yeah. one it's a lowercase a there's a lot of corollas they wish okay so in the closet of the a-frame house um approximately one mile from the crash site cadaver dogs so dogs that sniff out dead bodies allegedly went quote bonkers um possibly identifying the presence of human remains. The house had formerly been the residence of the man implicated by his brother. So the guy that said, this knife is the one that killed Mora. Uh-huh. Damn. Yep. Like so that. a sample of the carpet from the home was sent to the New Hampshire State Police, but the results were never released to the public. Oh, come on. Come on. Oh um. July 2008, volunteers led another two-day search through the wooded areas in Haverhill, and the group consisted of dog teams and licensed private investigators. Um, but I, I'm like, so whatever happened with that fucking house? Boy, nobody does shit with the... I think I saw that... Um, something about that I kept coming across, and I don't know if you could back this up, Ben, is like they... like. Fred and his PIs would find something like a piece of carpet, and they would send it in for them Testing. to test it, and they wouldn't test it. Right. Or they wouldn't right. release yes. it. Or they sent in uh, a, a fucking soil that was like maybe somebody was buried here. And they sent it in and the cops were like, okay, thanks. And yeah. then <laughs> that, that never followed up. I'm like, what, New Hampshire wicked poor? They can't afford the testing? Yeah. I, or you know what? When I was hearing it, it was in the back of my mind. And now that's saying it out loud. Is it possible the police had something to do with it? Very possible. Especially like a because. a trooper kind of concept. Yeah. Where they're in on. Some sort of trafficking or... I, I think yeah. that that's possible. But I also would say that I don't even know if we have to go that far. And just to the extent of, like, the police just wanting to not bother going further with it. I don't I don't mean, like, laziness or anything yeah. like that. But just, like, wrapping it up because it's a lot it's like more... They're bringing negative t- attention on our town. We don't want that. I don't know why I'm saying yeah. that. It's New Hampshire. That's how they speak in New <laughs> yeah, Hampshire. That's New Hampshire. Yeah. You in New Hampshire, boy. <laughs> <laughs> But here's the thing. Also, a small town like this, if this is a cop, you know, that could be his cousin Ralph that lives in the A-frame house and right. he doesn't want to implicate Ralph. Or something like that. Right, yeah, right, right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Ugh, God. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so Fred Murray publicly criticized in 2010 the police investigation for treating the disappearance as a missing persons case and not a criminal matter. I agree, Fred. Um, and he called on the FBI to join into the investigation. Um, and the investigation is still active. We don't know if this is what uh, Jeffrey Strelzen said. He said, who is, I believe, the district attorney. Um, we don't know if Mora is a victim, but the state is treating it as a potential homicide. It's a homicide. Yeah. It may be a missing persons case, but it is being handled as a criminal investigation. What All right, I we'll mean, handle it better then. We could also have a gone girl situation here. 
just a perfectly planned and executed disappearance. Yeah. It's possible, but don't you have to assume crime? It, like, don't you have to err on the side of it's a crime as opposed to well, it sounds missing like person? these people err on the side of she just wanted to leave. Right, exactly. Yeah. And like, there, there's the, what, the tandem theory that somebody was driving with. Do you want to get into theories? Sure, yeah, let's get into theories. Well, so, I was also going to say it could, well, I guess no, it's no, theories. No, no, I was going to say that it, it also could be a combination of the two. It could right. be that she was going away for some reason. And that just the terrible luck that in that she was walking up the street trying yeah. to get away from this. She was maybe a little tipsy, didn't want to get drunk, arrested for drunk driving. She was just figuring things out. Yeah. And in that split second, somebody... Took her. Snagged her. Yep. Wow. There's no lights. There's no like not a lot of street lights. Mm hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So um, the first theory is the A-frame house. I kind of tend to go with that. I think something stinks with that A-frame house. Agreed. Uh, it makes more sense to be quickly grabbed if once somebody who was already there did it. And knows the situation and, and knows like, the area. It's one of those houses in the show where you the POV from behind the window and they're watching. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Real creepy shit. Real creepy. Yeah, oh, also, <laughs> I didn't mention this, but the, the new owners, uh, once the police got there and started testing things, there was new owners and yeah. they had already swapped out all of the carpets and shit. So that fucking sucks because they could have been able to test it back when that guy that the brother said did it was yeah. living there. But um, the new owners came in, they ripped it out probably because they were like, well, this thing is bloodstained. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't hold it against the new owners. They're like, this is, well, that's blood. So yeah. right. <laughs> we're going to get some new carpet in here. <laughs> Did a kitten have a litter in here? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's the A-frame house. Uh, theory number two, tandem driver, did you just fuck off into Canada? So okay. many internet sleuths. There's a ton. Like, if you guys really want to go down a rabbit hole, there's so many Reddit threads. That people are having fun <laughs> at the expense of this woman. Right. And um, But anyway, so people think that maybe she's just, like, straight up living in Canada under a different identity. But how'd she... Whose car did she use? So th there's the idea that she at that she was meeting up with someone, or there was a plan for someone, or someone another car. She, she was following another car that she had met up uh, with. Ah, yes, yes, okay. That I do she was like, following that behind another car, and maybe that person noticed that she was no longer behind them, turned around, picked her up, and just kept going. So this was a plot with another person. Yes. Yeah, that's why. Oh, maybe she had that much alcohol because she was going with somebody. There are reports of like. Now, this sometimes there was a woman with a yellow jacket, and then somebody right. else was like, she had two women she with had her. A different, and, like, yeah, and also the different jacket inside. Different colored the, here at some yeah. point. So it's like maybe it was. I don't know. So it's Muddy Waters! <laughs> um, okay, so I saw um, another one that said that she was pregnant and she was protecting herself from her baby, like, or from having the baby, and because maybe it wasn't her boyfriend's. I don't fucking know. That makes no sense to me whatsoever because she had birth control yeah, in her right. car. Yeah, right. She birth control in her car. Yeah, so it's a little light for that, Mo. Yeah. Here's the thing uh, is <laughs> we didn't really talk about the cheating. He cheated on her with somebody from West Point, and she was having an affair with her coach at college. Right. But not at the time, it said. Maybe she had already had an affair. Yeah, with I think she had already. Yeah. Uh, someone like that, Olympic grade, attractive, always had a lot of pressure on her. They act out. Someone, you know, just maybe they just break and want to fuck. Fuck off. She gets a call from her sister. It's like, I'm off the wagon. She's crashed her dad's car. She's not feeling this semester at school. Mm -hmm. I would like to leave. I yeah. buy all that, but would you 
disappear for 16 years. I feel like that's the kind of thing where no. after a few years, you'd be like, all right, I'm coming back. Or just commit to the yeah. bit at that point because it, it's got so much fucking attention. And just never speak to your family again. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. That's tough. That's Selfish. Crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. So an anonymous email alleged that she was escaping her harmful relationship. So more than a decade after Maura's disappearance, a number of people, including web sleuths and New England locals, um, are still chiming in on the case. In 2006, crime writer and TBH sounds like a fucking asshole and a kook. So don't take this with a grain of salt. James Renner, he seems mm. like a dick. But um, he claims... <laughs> Please tell us what he said. Okay, so he claimed... He claimed but just keep in mind that yeah. the guy yeah. is... Fucking asshole. Yeah. Don't believe anything I say from here on out. But he had no evidence of this whatsoever. He was like, I received an email by someone in Mora's inner circle. I'm like, uh, or are you just trying to get eyes on you, you stupid ass? Oh, so he Renner. says that the anonymous sender alleged that they spoke to someone in a bar who heard a different story of Mar of different version of Moore's disappearance. The email read in part that um, he tried he started talking to me about a missing girl who had gone to West Point and then to UMass. I hadn't heard about it at the time, please. Um, and he explained to me what I now know is the Maura Murray case. He told me that it was an that it was an open secret among people um, who knew her personally at UMass that she ran off on her own to get away from her abusive relationship. And he said that he knew people that knew her and that had been in on the whole thing. What? Yeah. He has no... I mean, he says uh, a lot of crazy things. Why would people... Also, if you had this insider information, you're, you're texting James Renner about it? Right. No. Call an adult. Right. No. Well, apparently Maura's boyfriend has gone crazy on him on social media because he's like, you're ruining my fucking life. You're spreading yeah, that's like terrible. vicious rumors about an incredibly painful moment in my life. For sure. He's a terrible person. Mm-hmm. So... Um, okay, so died in the woods. I thought that was pretty pr plausible. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, they did all that search and rescue. They would have found her. Mm -hmm. Cadaver dogs, you know? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, there was also this video that I found online that was posted. And it was from on, on February 8th, 2012, seven years to the day after Moore's, almost to the day, of uh, Moore's disappearance on Route 112. An account named... 112 dirtbag posted a video of an anonymous man laughing maniacally from the shadows. Oh God. Why does it have to do with this? So, um, Murray's father referred to her alleged kidnappers cause they were like, he was like, it must be some dirt bags. So 112 dirtbag route 112 dirtbag. And then he's just like laughing maniacally in the shadows. He just posted that. So yeah. he's like taunting that this would be the guy and he's taunting. That's what, People are alleging. Okay. This oh is like my. super conspiracy theory kind of stuff. People okay. on the internet do shit like this though. Perverts that just like yeah. want to, you know what I mean? Redditors. Yeah. yeah, they really do. So the creator of the video was never identified, Ugh. but her dad has like really never like to stopped talking that guy? about it. Yeah. He's like, who is this fucking person? Because they're fucking guy. with us, Jesus I think. Christ. Of course. All right. So, I mean, you've read the most about this, listened to podcasts, read the story. Mm -hmm. You know what? She... She had a normal life, so she had a good life, but also maybe some bad things. Family had some turmoil, divorced parents, a mom that probably wasn't in the picture, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. Just totaled her dad's car. A boyfriend that, I mean, everyone thought they were doing well, but maybe they weren't doing that great. Yeah. Maybe a little stressed. Had already kind of run away from school once. Mm. This is my theory. I think that, like, her behavior leading up to it was so erratic and crazy like there she might have had an undiagnosed like bipolar disorder or something and then 
I think the A-frame house has something to do with it. I think it was like a wrong place, wrong time. She was, you know, fucking off in this weird adventure she wanted to go on. And maybe she wanted to do like an into the wild type deal because she was in some manic state. And then she got grabbed that A-line, that A-frame house. They killed her in there. That's what I think. Well, it sounds like they killed somebody. They killed somebody, if yeah. not her. Yeah, I definitely think some sort of foul play thing must have come into effect at some point. Otherwise, the whole idea that there was another that she was in on it with another person, that there was a car in front of her, for some reason that doesn't add up to me. It seems a little too planned. I think that the fact that she just hit the road, she had incentive to do that. I mean, just like you said, there was a lot of bad shit going on. Just wanted to breathe her. She seemed like she tended to be a little dramatic. She also yeah. brought her books. She right. brought her books. Like she brought her books. Also, I don't like when like stuff like not, not that I don't like it, but like they have gone over literally every single tiny aspect that they've tried to they they've made so many things that maybe aren't significant at all a right. bigger deal than it is. She left it. She printed out an email. Her she was all packed up. Maybe she wasn't unpacked. Maybe the email was just she just printed out an email. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff that might not be that. She took out all of her money. It was two hundred eighty dollars. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But there, there's also random stuff where it's like that well, the woman at the gas station who claims to have seen her afterwards with a man and she was like looked upset. A woman that like looked like Maura Murray that like mm-hmm. she like made eye contact and the girl like mouth right. help me. Right. Is that true? It's like. I think people see things like that when they're obsessed with the case. You know what I mean? But I, this seemed to be like right after it happened, mm. like closer to it. Not like if I was like, I was at Starbucks earlier and I saw. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, and someone yeah. was like, it was like more like it was like a gas station not too long after that. Mm-hmm. Right. So where are you leaning? I don't know. I really, it's, it's, I would, I texted you guys like every single time I'm like, okay, well then maybe this is what happened. It takes another right turn. And that's part of the reason why it's like you don't know what is the important facts and what's not. Right. Everything adds up. Everything adds up to what Ben's saying and the fact that I think she just wanted to disappear for a little bit and didn't want to talk to anybody about it and just wanted to go on a vacation. She's done, she had done it in the past. It's it's normal to lie to your professors and be like, I the death in my death family. In the family. True. It's normal to act out a bit. It's normal to have a little drinky do. It's not responsible, especially <laughs> while driving. It's a bad idea. Right. But and, and the fact that she had a good amount of alcohol i mean maybe for, she was planning on doing it for a few days like I don't, what else I don't, yeah. the yeah. fuck do you do in new hampshire and vermont that's what you yeah. do you go to these houses yeah. it's snowing and you drink alone yeah you ski one person though i don't know i mean Every, people in vermont they're usually well, it depends how long she's thinking of staying booze, let me tell you that that's yeah, true i don't know she clearly wasn't a happy girl at this time no yeah definitely not but it probably was there was some other element I mean, can I say aliens? Oh, (laughs) I'm glad she said it. Supernatural elements as well. Supernatural. Was she possessed? Was there a chupacabra, like some sort of hill monster that grabbed her? Maybe an alien situation. It could have been an alien situation where she just got snagged. Yeah, yeah. That makes more sense than anything else. From Amherst? No, they from from, from from the road. Oh, I'm being ridiculous. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, see how he just kind of tries to delegitimize it. Yeah, make the alien something that we can't actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What do you want to consider? <laughs> All right. It's it is one of the better explanations. <laughs> I'm not gonna Could lie on this one. Could be a ghost. What if she just ceased to exist? It it, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Does it? Okay. That house theory is upsetting. 
I think she got killed that's in the house. That's the worst fear, though. And that is a that's a movie plot point, mm-hmm. a thriller. You know, it starts with the young girl getting into a little accident. Yeah. On a, this random road, and then she just gets taken when she gets out of the car. It's mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah. And it's kind of a, it is a, a throw off where she's like some creepy guy offers to help her. He actually wasn't creepy. He was really just trying to help. And she's like, I don't need it. I don't need it. Yeah. And yeah. then somebody else offers to pick her up. And that person is actually a crazy person. Terrible. And that's what also like there was that random theory about like the whatever three, three guys that weren't at work the next day. Three younger guys. Oh, I didn't hear this. This was mentioned on a podcast that like three guys. It was a bit of a far fetch, but this is Internet sleuth. Three guys that worked at some they worked some blue collar job not too far away. Not, not not that bad. And they hadn't gone to work. And I guess the theory was that like those three guys kidnapped her. Okay. Like they had been driving past that area oh. and they had kidnapped her Ooh. because she was more likely to go with somebody more around her own age ah. that offered to help. And weirdly, I don't know why, but like a group is more trustworthy than one person. Yeah. Cause on, I would, on I would a imagine, dark road. I would imagine that like me and like one guy, I'd be like, this guy's going to murder me. Yeah. But me and th- I'm like, they're not going to murder me in front of their friends. But Think I'm like, why wouldn't you know all three of them be in yeah, I know yeah. of like from college of like girls that are drunk, they just get taken home from the bar. Because they're yeah. walking and uh, yeah. somebody stops and they're like, and they're very lucky that it wasn't a kidnap. I've done it. A group of, of three of us, we got into a stranger's car and they took us home. What? I never went to a stranger's car. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I never that's, that. it, that's, oh, grow up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't be doing that, Max. I know. Yeah. I don't do it anymore. <laughs> do not hitchhike, people. I don't know, and this is why I'm upset because you really you don't even know what the end game. Yeah, was. I have no closure on this yeah, one. Yeah, me neither. We, it's safe to say we were had. I think everyone's been had for quite a bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a long one. Yeah, there's just so much. I mean, there's so how much long were we recording about. for? Uh, hour twelve. Hour Jesus. twelve. This is our longest one by far. Yeah, I'm exhausted. So you're telling me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just read like a novel. the real victim of all this is <laughs> me for being so fatigued. I am a dire. I need more cold brew, which is in my fridge. <laughs> all right, let's go get some cold brew. Bye. Right. Bye. Bye.